You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. Before we get into the grand prize version of news, um, as always, I give a shout out to my sponsors, Crimson Mask Apparel, as well as Grateful Deathmatch. Thank you for your support since day one. I could not do this without you. And also make sure, if you're listening to this, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. But... Let's get into the big news today. As I have hinted for a while now, I am not doing this alone anymore. I have a co-host, which for one was an interesting journey to getting to this co-host in itself, but I I am super happy to have a co-host now and someone who is as passionate about deathmatch wrestling as anyone I could imaginably think of. He is a former three-time guest who has now been promoted to the role of co-host i am proud to announce my co-host for the future is none other than mr king's road wrestling himself michael servino welcome congratulations you passed the exams the interviews the vetting process you are here as my co-host um for those for those that don't know who you are the floor is yours to introduce yourself since there may be people who are still getting to know you so Go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend. Thank you, Lauren. Happy to have passed the test and come on here. Um, and my name is Michael, uh, better known as Kings Road Wrestling on Instagram. And uh, I am your deathmatch news source. Um, if you are into deathmatch wrestling and you want results and uh, breaking news and stories about the guys and gals who do it, and then follow me, uh, post videos too of. Um, stuff that i take at the shows that i go to around the new jersey area and uh it's just a fun time over there so that that is who i am uh love deathmatch wrestling that's my number one and yeah my page is a deathmatch page so um you know i was part of a different podcast a couple of um months ago um aew and i kind of switched over to the deathmatch uh you know industry i was just not as passionate about mainstream wrestling anymore. And uh, I really just want to talk about this. So that's how this came to be uh, with uh, getting on, on your dose of death and being with Lauren. It's just, I like talking about this and it doesn't seem like um, a chore to me at all. You know? Well, no, we don't do chores here. We just talk about the nitty gritty and the good stuff. But of course, as you guys know, Michael Servino, my new co-host for the time being for the future, I should say, um, we're both very excited about this, but today is an episode where we're covering a show which mike you were at actually you were on the front lines per se taking clips which if you've not seen the clips go on king's road wrestle wrestling and instagram we're talking about the no peace underground new fear city co-presented show that took place during wrestlemania weekend murder mania a no ring extravaganza that had almost everything for everyone from triple threat scramble fuckery to a quality main event to Mm -hmm. some really fun stuff um 
let's not waste any more time because this show I just actually watched it out just a few days ago. Um, really fun show. Um, yeah. Any first impressions from your experience getting to be like right there taking clips yeah. for the show? Well, I'm a, like a GCW mark. I know you love GCW too. And I went to the collective not planning on missing any GCW shows, right? I was like, I'm just going to go. I want to see the GCW collective. That's like why I'm here. And this was running at the same time of Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha. And that was one of my top shows I really wanted to see. Um, but I don't know how this came to be, but it came to be. I went out to dinner with Madman Pondo. And uh, we went to a barbecue spot and I was telling him, you know, like, oh, I wish this wasn't running at the same time. I want to go see Masada. I've never seen Masada in person. And he said, you know what? Why don't you come with me? We'll go. We'll sit VIP together. We'll go backstage and I'll introduce you to Masada. So I said, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. How am I going to pass this up a night with Madman Pondo? So I said, let's go. Screw it. I'll, I'm, I'll miss the uh, world on Lucha and went to the Snowpiece show um co-presented with new fear city and it was sick honestly like this was probably the highlight of my weekend man like the whole collective weekend i i again i love gcw and i loved being at the gcw collective but this show was so cool and i got to meet so many people and the venue was just so interesting and like this was just this was awesome man i thoroughly enjoyed this and i'm pumped to talk about my experience there i mean we went up to the owner while the first like first 10 minutes i uh went up to paro yeah uh, i introduced himself myself who i am because i knew casanova but i never met paro before i said can i you know go in the pit and take some videos and he was like go ahead you know you, you floor is yours so this was my first time actually um ringside video clip yeah. shooting for any promotion so um well, actually h2o but you know like actually like in the ring yeah you were really in the front lines if you go back and watch this the only guy wearing shorts by the way which we've learned our lesson we've had that conversation (laughs) Uh, but i was watching i'm like my god michael over here just in the front lines with all the other cameramen and women and camera people and Mm -hmm. um right in the action i gotta ask what texas barbecue did it have uh we went to a place called ferris wheelers in dallas and okay Okay. Uh, it was, this is the suggestion of Jonathan Cooper. Shout out to Cooper. Coops, um, mutual friend. Who is the best, probably the best foodie in GCW history. He just knows all the spots. So we, we had brisket, pastrami, ribs, Ooh. like uh, mac and cheese. It was, it was so good. Banana pudding. And Pondo liked it. So he got the seal of approval from uh, that West Virginia guy. So <laughs> it's good stuff. No, yeah, no, I, I, um, my stepfather is actually from Dallas. So like, I, I know my Dallas barbecue. Well, my Texas barbecue for that matter. So it is good to see my people from all different coasts, enjoying some good old Texas barbecue, but let's get into the first match of this show. We had a three-way no ring death match with the key to your heart. Kata Mary with Anthony Henry with yo-yo, who was a last second edition mm-hmm. to say the least and um also we should point out effie was on commentary for yeah. half this show which was an absolute riot if you haven't watched this show yet so go check out the effie commentary stay for the no ring fuckery is what uh-huh. i say so uh what was your thoughts on this match to start off the show well so i walked in and i saw yo-yo backstage like going over his moves with anthony henry and i was like not expecting to see yo-yo and that was a theme for like this whole evening, like not expecting to see 
a lot of these people on this card doing no ring death matches. Granted, they didn't uh, use glass until the end of this match, but still, like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who are, I was like, they're doing a death match, and then to see like them like use the weaponry, it was <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, this was like, um, I thought it was a solid opener. Yeah, uh, like, I agree. Whenever you have Yoya, a high flyer, and Anthony Henry's obviously skilled, um, it's just a good combo, and it, it was cool to see Yoya and um, Anthony kind of do the moves um and like try their best not to smack the concrete as hard as they could like it was kind of like a cool little like dance that they were doing yeah and um of course kata as well i've seen him at after big eight brunch several times a real highlight kata yeah kata very yeah the key to your heart kate's a very um he's good he's good i've always appreciated his work i had to talk with with him at um big eight brunch in chicago um, really great. Also representing Big Stark's brand worldwide, of course. Um, but no, he was another guy. And of course, um, yeah, Yoya really had fun with this. Anthony Henry, a guy who doesn't really do this kind of thing. No, um, he but was he on really, WWE, right? Yeah, he was a former NXT superstar. Okay. Um, of course, you can see him on the independents, most notably with his um, tag team partner, J.D. Drake, the workhorseman. Um, so he has the pedigree to do wrestling, but like in a no ring, he kind of there's guys who've done this before and there's guys who haven't. So it's kind of evident, but Anthony, Anthony Henry made the most of it. Um, trying to see here, the results see um, Keita did defeat um, Anthony Henry and Yoya. And of course, MSP mainstream posse came out and then Jay Vidal came to assist Keita. And that got really glass laden very quickly. Yeah. This is the first bundle that was used. And so as you were saying, like I, I had my little setup. I had my little try, like uh, ca- my camera grip to get all the the angles. I'm not like a videographer, everyone. Like I'm not like DJ no. TV for <laughs> wrestling with unicorns. I just do this for fun, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I don't post like videos all the time. Like I kind of sporadically, you know, do them out. But um, like being so close to a light tube explosion was like wild. And, and that was this was the first one in this match. So, like when they came in at the end, hit him with the light tubes, I was like, damn. And then like the dust filled the room and it, it was like very like visceral. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, really though, it was just fun to see. And that was actually a match of Jay Vidal and Kato. So Kato won two matches on the night against um, Main Street Posse. Of course, that was kind of like a little Big Gay Brunch kind of preview for those who were attending Big Gay Brunch the next day, which of course you can hear. Um, I should have said this earlier, but the reviews on World of Lucha and most of the collective are also on independent water. So check them out for any reviews on all things GCW collective. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like a big A brunch ultraviolet preview. Yeah, the ultraviolence. So um, that was really cool. Yeah, only a little three minute glass. And then um, next up, we had Akira defeating Ron Bass Jr., which Ron Bass, another guy who has never done anything of the sort i know he does some hardcore here and there but doing a death match for him this was really like his first death match and these two are friends so this got really intense at very uh, cool. several times this was a cool one what do you think of this one well what i'm gonna do lauren uh i'm gonna pull up i have so i have a photo album of this show so uh-huh. i could just you know i have like uh i do moves you know i get the yeah. moves so i, I see what happened 
yeah, this like, and I'm just looking through this right now. Like this was cool. This was so cool, man. Like this is um, the first match on the card where blood was introduced and both of them were, were pretty bloody, but Ron Bass, man, like he was like leaking. He had like a, he got a rope around his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I have to say, you know how people always talk about uh, you could smell blood. I didn't think I thought that was bullshit. Always thought that was bullshit. <laughs> it's not bullshit. Okay. Like, no, it's not. I, I've smelled it too. You can smell blood. It is something you can that smell iron. Happens. And I smelled the iron off of him and Paro the most. And when it happened, I was like, oh my God, this is this is wild. And yeah, dude, like this was glass heavy. Like Akira really dominated this matchup. And uh Akira is just awesome and it's just it's so cool to see him he's such a good guy so I was super pumped to see this match and yeah this is when the glass started to come out lots of light tubes some doors and you know that bull rope at the end yeah that bull rope was something else and um yeah they, this was the first match that really kind of went to the outside as well on they did the like crowd. a whole segment out there yeah, yeah there was where there there was this like bigger road sign in mm-hmm. the crowd and they kind of did some like Oh, I'm going to run you into the signs. So several matches utilize that. Um, but in all seriousness, this was a good, another good match. I mean, again, like this show was a fun show for those of us who are interested in the no ring death match genre. Um, a good little 10 minute match, as I'm seeing here, 10 minutes, 20 seconds was the um, time here. But yeah, I mean, Akira got the finish with that bull rope choke. Um, nasty as always so akira another win in the no ring environment so next up we had a no ring death match of the tag team form with kylan king and yeah. sawyer rack versus Lindsay snow and masha slamovich um i did not know kylan king did this kind of thing i've known her from AEW dark for Dude. Several for really almost the whole covid pandemic the whole, the whole aw like dark history basically it's, yeah, it's, and I was like, wow, like she was really impressive here. I mean, of course, Sawyer Rec kind of has become the emerging deathmatch star coming out mm-hmm. of um the collective weekend as well as this. But um, what were your thoughts on this tag team match? It was really good to see Lindsay Snow back. I've always been a big Lindsay mm-hmm. Snow fan. Dude, this was sick. Like this, honestly, I really liked this match. Like this maybe perhaps was my favorite match. Like when Kyle I saw Kyle and King backstage and I'm like, I know who this is. I didn't want to go up and like be weird or anything, but like I've seen her on TV a lot. Obviously, like she's on AEW. So like there's no way that they use glass in this match. Like absolutely <laughs> not. Well, I was like absolutely dead wrong. Like, first of all, um, she took a gusset to the head. Yeah. Um, I was terrified. I'm like, mm, kind I'm of looking, yeah, I'm looking through the pictures right now. It's just stuck in her head. It, yeah. it was nuts, dude. Um, and there was another spot where Lindsay Snow uh, went up to Kylan and hit her on the back and then stopped yes, her. The oh, and it didn't break the first time, but then yep. they brought it back and they did it again. I was like, that that's really dragging her through the mud. For sure, dude. And then she took a bump. Kylan took a bump on the concrete on tubes. Yeah. I was both, so they close. Both did. Yeah, they well, they all were doing this, but I was so close to Kylan. And I saw her reaction to when she landed on the twos and I could just see in her face. She like, uh, muttered. She was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> and you know, she rolled over and you could see like her back was cut up. Like, like she, she went all out in this match. And whenever somebody does that, 
I, I have to respect it. You have to appreciate someone from outside coming in. And I don't know how they're doing this and no piece because GCW has never really done this. No. Uh, ICW, like they don't really get non deathmatch people to come in and do death matches. Maybe it's like Paro. I heard everybody really loves Paro and yes. like the industry. Paro was kind of the guy who started. I mean, Casanova was a no ring deathmatch guy, but like Paro's like the first guy who was like, oh, I kind of really like this. I'm from the area where No Peace used to run. So, like, he kind of starred the whole trend of, like, oh, yeah, like, getting non-traditional deathmatch guys to kind of do these things. Yeah. And there's another person that we'll talk about in, in a minute who also did this. But, yeah, um, so shout-out to Paro for bringing Kylan in. But she did awesome. And then we had Masha and Lindsay, who... Um, I love killed. how they wore white. I love how the two yeah. of them wore white. I saw... Um, Lindsay Snow was actually donating some of her gear from that match. And it was like, um, I think the shirt said like, it was like, so it was like real Florida woman or whatever. And I was yeah, like, not for that. Yeah, dude. And uh, I don't know if you remember the finishing bump for this match, but this kind, was ab- kind of, this was disgustingly brutal. Okay. So I'm looking at it right now. And there were like about six tubes on the ground. Uh, uh-huh. whole place was covered with glass and Sawyer Rec um got Masha up in a powerbomb position and she's oh stupid. yeah and then uh Kylan kind of uh Did like grabbed, a neck breaker yeah gave like her a neck breaker on the way down this was legitimately a six foot fall onto straight concrete <laughs> glass unreal and I got I, I gotta post it I'm gonna post this video clip tonight because it's yeah. so cool but yeah, um, this was nuts, bro. Like I was, just, I was shocked at that. Yeah, moment. that was. I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, Kyla Kane and Sawyer wreck one. I was like, it was taken aback by that. But I was like, wow, this was a really fun. And mind you, I I'm courtesy of Cage Match, and I asked for sponsorship here, just like giving off like what um the times are. Like this was only like a seven minute match, so this yeah. was a lot of fun for seven minutes. A lot of fun for some dude. I don't know if I'd want to do like two minutes in there. No, like no ring, no ring stuff is very hit or miss. So, I mean, again, like seven minutes doing the amount of tubes they did was really impressive. So, shout out to all four who for sure. I like Lindsey Snow and Masha Slamovich too. It's a cool team. Um, but like, I'm coming out also. I saw Sawyer Rec yesterday at Murdoch's show. Yes. I'm coming out more of a Sawyer Rec fan. I really like her. I liked her match with Kirk. So I think she's got a lot of potential. And this match was cool. So, uh, yeah, man. But, like, go back and watch that bump, everybody at home, because <laughs> it's crazy, dude. And, like, there's really, like, I was there. I was in the heat of it. There's no padding whatsoever. It's just a, a concrete floor. Yeah, it, it looks re- – every time I saw them go into the cement, I was just like, oh, boy. Um, um Next up, we had the No Peace title on the line with Paro defending against someone who you alluded we were going to talk to, and Taya Valkyrie, which I have always been a big fan of Taya. I was super happy that she was doing something of this during Mini Weekend. I had zero idea what she was. She had done a multitude of hardcore matches in Mexico. So I had known her history, and I'm like, give me hardcore Taya please and she delivered her and Paro had a lot of fun with this we even had a heather monroe running if you want to call it that with the the champagne waterboarding thing yeah yeah okay that was wild 
that was wild. And I'm just like, wow, we're Paro is a guy who has really impressed who I don't know if he necessarily needed no ring death matches to become over, but he is like NWA too. Right? He was an NWA. He was in all Japan. Yeah. He parents sick, bro. He is awesome. Paro is awesome. Um, and he, for some reason, no ring death matches have brought out the best versions of Paro. And this, Again, a, a, a little 10-minute fun one with him and Taya just kind of doing whatever. There was um, one bump with the light tube on the stomach where it, it was cut off. Yep, yep. I, I, have I was terrified. So T- Taya, again, like you said, like she has done hardcore matches, and I didn't know about this. I was told after the fact that she was experienced in that genre, but yeah. this was another one. Or like, I guess like Paro had some connection, brought her in, and she went all out. She wore all white, and she did glass. And that's crazy to me. Um, and I'm about to show you something, and hopefully this gets picked up on the camera for the YouTube stream. But we'll see. Paro's we'll back, right? Yeah. Um, this was another time where I really, really smelt the iron, and it was just <laughs> extremely shocking to see, dude. Like, like Paro got a, a ton of light tubes on the back, but both of them, like, went the distance it, it was cool man this was a cool title fight and i i didn't i, I really liked seeing someone like taya in this environment this was just so cool i, I did too um she, she had a, a very interesting mix of wrestlemania weekend matches of course the mark hitchcock memorial she had that loser does the dishes match with her okay. husband and now this i think those are the only two she had gotten booked at and i was like Taya's back, and I hope she does more of this, or at least a hardcore match here and there, wherever she can do one. So I was really happy with how this turned out. Pero, of course, gets the win. Yep. Um, he is still no piece champion since defeating Eric Ryan all the way back in last year sometime. He he's held that belt for a his while. His last defense was JTG in New Jersey. Yes, it was JTG in New Jersey, and then this was his most recent defense now. Okay. So you want to know why another reason why I went to the show was because I had bought tickets to the VXS first no piece show. I was so yeah, excited. I, to see it, dude. I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait. And I, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, I've always wanted to meet Masada. I really like Masada. Um, huge influence. And I got sick. I got COVID at the new year show and i couldn't yes. make it so i was yeah. super super upset that i missed it but that show also shout out to both bxs and no peace if you guys are interested in the stuff we're talking about that i think was one of the best shows both promotions they, they, yeah it was one of the best shows they've done i definitely agree with that it was a show that had a lot but aside from the fact i mean Paris still no peace champ he's had that belt for a while i mean he's I believe he's defending against Neil Diamond Cutter, JTG, Taya. He's, he's defending against a whole row of people. It's so. his baby, dude. It, it really is his baby when you really think about it. But um, going on here, we have the 14-man scramble where Brandon Kirk, Brandon Kirk, defeated a whole slew of people, which include Ace Perry, Arrowboy, Bam Sullivan, Billy Dixon, Chelsea Durden, Funny Bone, Hunter Freeman, Mm-hmm. Jordan Oliver, Casey Reagan, and Killian McMurphy, and Slade, to name a few. A fun scramble, went a little bit long, but that's, that's what happens when you put 14 people in a scramble nonetheless. It was, but it was only 13 minutes and 53 seconds from what I'm seeing here. Um, but a lot of the guys had some fun with it. Funny Bone, um, 
I've always enjoyed Funny Bone as many West Coast, as people who keep an eye on the West Coast. And um, shout out to KG's promotion, the Underground Wrestling Alliance. That's where I found Funny Bone. Um, He's on Future Stars too, right? He is on Future Stars as well. He's very, shout very proud of the West Coast. Future his Stars. tag team partner too, Cutthroat Cody. Yes, yeah, yes, Cutthroat Cody. Um, but yeah, no, Funny Bone is awesome. Um, Van Sullivan was a real highlight here for me. Did a lot of fun stuff. Arrow Boy, um, if you've never seen Arrow Boy do ultraviolet stuff, he is awesome. I know him personally through literally almost being a Chicago resident and doing a ton of Golly Lucha Libre, but I've known him as also the Zona 20, the former Zona mm-hmm. 23 champion, as well yeah. as um, a guy who has been in the chains at ICW and had a very mm-hmm. impressive match with Neil Diamond Cutter. Um, so he can do death matches and he does them well. Uh, he has been in the no ring style before. So this was yeah. not unfamiliar territory with this. Shout out to like Mexico. This is off topic. Kind of, <laughs> but like a lot of these luchadors, like I don't think like a lot of people would expect them to be able to do this, but they the can. Lucha Stramas, Even the, the guys Stramas. at the highest level, like people, I don't think know about Pentagon juniors past with ultra violence. You know, he does it too. And a lot of these guys are, are good. And I didn't see arrow boy backstage and I didn't know he was coming out. So when he came out, I was like, Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um, I love Aaron Boy. I always have been a fan of his. This match was awesome, bro. Though I came out really a, a new. I'm I'm a huge. My two f- probably favorite like deathmatch wrestlers currently, um, like right now in 2022, I'm I'm huge on Bam and Brandon. I, I really like both of them. I'm, and I think that they are the future. I think they're going to get a huge push, and I see them doing really well. Um, but I came out really liking Kelsey Reagan. Yes. Uh, cool like really cool cool look uh brutal with the tubes um yeah i'm a big fan also funny bone um i also really enjoyed him in the match um this was cool man this was a cool match this was stressful though because there were so many people in uh the pit area and i was like i don't know where to go i was like basically like on my knees basically in a corner like hiding behind a speaker and i was oh like my goodness I'm, I'm literally on glass right now like whatever but like <sighs> super cool to see in some awesome spots um did you catch the tombstone that brandon kirk did yes that was very that nice was money, dude uh, i mean brandon has really improved i mean for those of us who have followed gcw since its inception brandon kirk is a guy who is synonymous with the howl days a guy who has been there and he went and he's gone and done his own thing. And mm-hmm. I think now he has been, there's not been a more relevant time for Brandon Kirk than now, who is literally almost everywhere in the East coast. So seeing him. Well at PCW too. And I think at one, I'm, I, I remember there was a documentary released on IWTV and Danny was like, yes. DeMonto was like, I think he found his, I don't know. his like, uh, he, he found his like place when he found, when he got Casey. Yeah, and that whole combo of both of them, like, um, I mean, I've I've seen Brandon Kirk and GCW and CZW and ICW and H2O and No Peace and yeah. he they've been everywhere and both Brandon and Casey shout to them complete sweethearts, um, and of course, um, both wish them the best and so seeing Brandon in Texas get these kind of opportunities, which by the way was really given two really big opportunities. Mania Dude, he killed it in no piece and he killed the plan of death i was really impressed that was 
crazy dude i i saw i uh i rode in with brandon on the plane we were on the same flight mm-hmm. and we were delayed so we were talking for like two hours and um he told me that he didn't really know what he was going to do with sawyer at planet death and he didn't really know what he was doing at no peace mm-hmm. and then when you go back and look at what happened he took like seven gusset plates yeah no peace <laughs> and, and defeated arrow boy like crazy weekend for yeah Kirk. really then, crazy Casey won Murdoch's tournament this weekend and yeah. fought for the GCW title yesterday. Yes. So, dude, things are on the up for the Kirks. Things yeah. are on the up for the Kirks. Um, next up here, we have the one you probably had your eye on the most, Hoodfoot oh, versus Masada. And I got to say, that light tube contraption was very poor in the infrastructure. And when that shattered, I was kind of really scared for the the lot of you near it because glass is flying everywhere that's a theme of this whole show is that there was just flying glass everywhere like it was just wild and i saw particles of glass oh my so the way that it for those that don't know and haven't watched it 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 was like a a house made of light tubes and uh i don't really know like how i was like how are they gonna go through this um it, it broke by masada throwing a chair yeah it did and i was like oh boy so actually they didn't use any glass in this match um but it was still really it was like a cinder block chair match um between ultraviolent beast masada and hoodfoot and it was really it was a really good match in my opinion seeing masada come out uh was dude it was crazy it was like surreal um he's in really good shape um, yeah he is i mean he doesn't do as much anymore and i mean i know because he's got a family and all that but when he shows up he shows up there oh, yeah. is no question about that i had the i had the pleasure of meeting him before and uh super super nice guy knew who i was um because i'm always um making stuff for him and it was just it was just cool <laughs> to meet him man awesome. and uh yeah this match was was awesome uh i know hoodfoot at one point got a cinder block and like dropped it on masada yeah that was <laughs> those cinder blocks did not look like the gimmick cinder blocks you see mm-hmm. in some matches those were as real as i got and those i've seen some really bad cinder block shots lately i don't know why 2022 is the resurrection of the cinder block again um the ones to the back are just flat out nasty i just don't like no yep. it was this was nasty and um the skewers the skewers Hillfoot took the skewers like a champ i got double skewers and masada got the victory at the end i think through the need hoodfoot in the face with a chair. yes with the chair he did the that's um, been his new finish lately it was awesome man it was it was really cool and yeah you said um the cinder blocks are making a reassert and what was that do you remember that um it was ICW Chicago. I saw Randy West and Sati use cinder blocks. Okay. But what was the and, one in Japan, uh, Sagira uh, and... And Ueki, but that was last year, technically speaking. Yeah, I don't want to uh, talk about that. Yet Sagira uh, went to the hospital after. Yeah, ever since that, the cinder blocks have come out full. They've, full. Yeah, it's like it's like we're watching Japan and we're like, oh, let's let's take a little bit of column A and column B. And I'm like, no, because Ueki's just built different. I've always thought Ueki's built different. But... That's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but no, this was a fun little match. I mean, Masada Hoodfoot had a lot of fun. I mean, I, again, Mas- I know Masada does get some flack here and there because they're like, oh, why is he in books? I'm like, but he, he loves this enough where it's like, I'll go take a booking in my home state of Texas. So seeing Dude, Masada 
to me is always a great pleasure. So um, next up, the co-main event of this event, a five-minute 53 classic of the the one-tube match with Chicago's very own Frank the Clown versus Puff. Um, Puff is just a gem. I, I've I've had the pleasure of seeing Puff wrestle at ISW, which um I'll talk about them a little bit later. But um Puff is a great character, a guy who has been around great wrestlers his entire career. Um he had a ton of fun with this match with Frank the Clown. And Frank the Clown, for those of you that don't know, a lot of us in the city of Chicago just despise him. It's, it's not Card- because it's it's- Cardona B, right? Yeah, this new Cardona be at our war games. Um, had no reason even being there. But that's, again, another story for another day. But um, for those of us in Chicago, we kind of despise Frank the Clown for a multitude of reasons. My Chicago peeps, my hometown peeps know exactly why we all hate Frank the Clown. And he, and for those of us who watched this, it was great retribution. Puff did us all a solid favor making that idiot Pay for his words to all of us. So thank you, Puff. Thank you for taking advantage of the fact that Frank the Clown does not know how to swing a light tube. Dude, I appreciate I appreciated that they did a little comedic relief. I, oh, I like it was fun. I like when they do this, but that, that was I the funniest thing ever, it, bro. Oh yeah, because they did a lot in the crowd. I, I the crowd was freaking out and like they were loving it and like they were fighting behind like the crowd. I just, it like, was the, it was near the sign. It was near that sign, and Frank lifted it up and he he accidentally hit the wall, and so a ginormous "you fucked up" chance started. Oh, okay, I remember goodness. that. Yeah, and then Puff kind of swirling him in those really disgusting toilets that were out and about, and then, yeah, those um, toilets were interesting. Those soils are interesting, but also Puff beat him with a, I forget what it was, but he beat him with a one, two, three, and Frank the Clown ate his words, not just through a, a bundle of tubes, just by pure idiocy. Let's put it like that. So, Frank, I really am sorry, but man, don't ever swing a light tube again, because I think he actually cut his hand on it, too. For, and this is different than Dirty Ron the Clown. Right, who is an experienced wrestler. So Frank the Clown is actually WWE Hall of Famer Doink the Clown's kid, who happens to now be enshrined in the royal family of wrestling as a Foley very soon. He is engaged to Mick Foley. Frank the Clown is? Yep, Frank the Clown is. That's awesome. Yeah, so so literally it's that wedding is going to be very interesting seeing Doink the Clown and Mick Foley have a reunion together. Mm -hmm. So, But of course, Frank... I love you, man, but sorry you had to swing a light tube like an idiot. I'm moving on to the main events because, you know, we got a nice main event here in a 13-minute classic. Casanova Valentine defeated his former teacher, Tony Nese, in a really nice main event. I was really impressed with how Tony Nese, another guy who – Everyone thought that there was actual heat with these two. Yeah, this was so good, dude. This was so good. When they, um, they did build up for this, right, on Twitter. So what? So they build it up where Cass kind of says something about how Tony's kind of neglected his students and all that. Tony was like, you're barking up the wrong tree. Then New Fear City happened in New York when Joel Bateman was in town. And Tony Nese, like, sucker punched Cass at his own show. And Tony yeah. was like, 
we'll fight if you're in Dallas and I'm in Dallas, we're going to fight. And so Cass laid the gauntlet in this main event for murder mania. And this is where the match came to be. So um, Tony Nese was really healing it up here. I enjoyed it a lot. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember I commented when I still had a Twitter, um, I commented, I was like at Tony Nese and I said, I'm really upset that you went down this route because it was like, I, I like, uh, he said basically that he appreciated and loved all his students except one who he doesn't yeah. a real wrestler. And people got pissed. And people are, like, yeah, but I'm, stuff. I'm gonna say though, he worked a whole lot of you because he was got work. having the time of his life in there, having the crowd. He was taking off his jacket, putting it back on. He was really healing it up. I love the fact. That this made Cass look like an absolute hero this in his own awesome. this in his own creation. And yeah. I mean, Tony Nice, they did some glass spots, they did some stuff that was completely out of the norm for Tony Nice. Dude, yeah. He took a gusset to the head again. Yeah. Island King. He and this was a really good match, uh, really good storytelling in this yes, match. Yes, very uh, good storytelling. They were fighting for the jacket, like the premier athlete jacket, because Tony wanted to keep it on. But yeah, Cass he loves taking it off and keeping it on. And yeah, he didn't want Cass to take was like, it off. Screw this. Uh, he also like grabbed the light tube and was like, "Yeah, this is trash wrestling. Like, I don't want to use it," which was cool as but well. Then he used it. Then he like then Nice was like, "Oh, I like this actually." Yep. Um, His face lit up when he hit the first tube. I can tell. Yeah, dude, that was really cool. And then yeah, so. They had also a another light tube house where yes. uh, niece got th- a niece through Casanova off the stage through the house, and this was literally right up again. This was, I was so close to this, I was like, "If this breaks wrong, I'm screwed." Um, but it's okay. <laughs> I I survived that. Uh, Cass was okay, um, and then Cass was like, "Give me, give me the jacket. Give me the jacket. Someone give me the jacket." Yeah, and we're all like, "Why does he want the jacket?" Right, and then. He- Oh my god. Why don't you finish? What what happened with um the-, the jacket? I mean, he had a chair contraption and he lit the jacket on fire. And yep. this thing caught on fire. I didn't know AEW jackets were flammable like that, but apparently yeah. they are. So I mean, I gotta say, I was really enjoying the fact that Tony was a complete champ about this entire match. And um it, it just was really fun to see Tony Nice in a different element. So I was very appreciative. And um, yeah, so I appreciated this also because Cass went over his teacher. It was a really cool moment um, of kind of like, you've earned the respect of your, the guy that taught you professional wrestling, you got the win. And he got over the win over an AEW star, which is really, really cool. And after the match, Nice cut a promo. And I don't know if this yes, is I, um it was not, but New Fear City posted the video. I This was great, it. man. He, he was like, Christian Cass, that's his name. Uh, mm. You know, like I respect you and everything that you do, and this is such a cool thing that you've built. Uh, and then he was like, "But I, unfortunately, I'm retiring from." The- <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he was one and done. He was one and done. It's, we've seen that happen way more times than not. So it does happen to the best of people. So, but again, Tony di- dipped his feet into the water, and he he liked what he did, but he's like, "I got bigger, better things to do." So. Alas, Casanova got the big win. Tony Nese got to shoot a promo that put Casanova over in the culture that Casanova's created because 
Um, this is something that I've always thought about Casanova Valentine is he has created an entire culture of professional wrestling based around not even a ring. He has created this whole, you can do it anywhere. You can, he has created with some of his best friends, but also people in the industry who respect and admire what he does. So, I mean, Casanova is a guy who has innovated the deathmatch genre, but also professional wrestling as a whole. I mean, anyone can do a no ring match. And it's kind of crazy that we saw that with this show. They can go anywhere, man. That's the key thing that I don't think a lot of people realize if you're not actively in the deathmatch scene or you're from Jersey, per se. You can't do this stuff in a lot of states unless you find the loophole, which, which Casanova Valentine did. And he's the only one that found it. Performance art. He's labeled this as a performance art, and he could do this anywhere. You don't need an athletic commission. And there's a great documentary on Vice with yes. Casanova in it. And I agree with you, Lauren. This is the thing that he's created is so cool. And you could go anywhere and do it. You don't need a ring. You could set it up at, in warehouses, and you could honestly have some pretty good wrestling in it, too. Yeah, it's you not can. Hack and slash. You know, it's, it's cool. I think people like to pigeonhole no ring because um, it's like, oh, it's just like there's no ring. You can't really res- do stuff. You're restricted. It's like, no, it's a, if you have the amount of room and you logistically built it right. You can do a lot of stuff that you don't see in a wrestling ring, per se. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Oliver, Yoya, Anthony Henry, they were all in this. Yeah. They were all, mm-hmm. Like, you never know who's going to show up. So, I mean, Really, for me, Murder Mania is definitely a must-watch. It's a show that um, definitely hit all corners of the spectrum with in regards to No Ring, and a, a really fun main event with Cass um, and Tony, which was per se my match of the night. The women's tag was probably my second favorite. Yeah, um, that's probably my one is the uh, Sawyer Kylan King match. Yes, that was very good. I mean. There was, a, there, was a, there was a good amount here to be like, oh, I can go and watch this. And I mean, again, no ring death match sometimes gets pigeonholed and whatnot. But I think, again, for a good Mania Week bash, it's like, yeah, just have some fun with it. So that is the whole thing with Murder Mania. We have reviewed it from top to bottom. Um, good two and a half hour plus show. Um so I want to just kind of take the time here to talk. I know Mike, I don't know if you know Mike or Rachi from ISW at all, but um, he's a good friend of your dose of death, a good friend of the network. Um, I had the absolute pleasure of working with him um, back in October for the million blocks death match, which uh, was an absolute joy to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to give my best wishes to him. His wife, unfortunately passed away a few um, weeks back. Right. Um Mike, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. Um, I know things are tough right now, but um, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but um, thank you for everything you've ever given me, knowledge-wise, and just as a friend. So I just want to kind of do that before we go off air because um, Mike, um, he has been an absolute was an absolute joy to work with. So um, I really wanted to um, do that before we ended today because. Um, we, we, as, um, as you and me have both seen the deathmatch wrestling community is like a brotherhood and a sisterhood that is almost unparalleled to the things you've seen in the rest of the independent wrestling landscape or professional wrestling for that matter. Uh-huh. So, um, I just want to kind of give my best wishes to Mike, um, Rachi through this really hard time. And I know, um, things are tough, but, um, uh, thank you, Mike, for everything. And thank you f- back 
Um, thank you for back in October. I had the absolute pleasure of meeting him and being with him at the HO Center back in October. So I can't thank him enough for the knowledge and the um, guidance he's given me. He's kind of like a, a big brother to me in a way. So thank you, Rachi. Um, but on that note, um, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Your Dose of Death. Um, you can find me at Lauren YDOD on Twitter. So I have Twitter covered. And of course, you can find Mr. Servino here at Kings Road Wrestling at Instagram, where he is posting the best news clips. We really have both bases of social media covered for the most part, which is kind of me and you were talking about this um, off the air. Like it's really a win win. So, um, guys, thank you for um, listening. Um, really appreciate everyone um, being receptive of the fact that I have a co-host now. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening. Keep on listening. Keep on enjoying Deathmatch Wrestling. From Lorne to Michael, we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.